Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. What's up, guys? Welcome back to episode eight more to 92 of Psychotic and Iconic. Paul's here along with my co-host, Nick Theories, Mikey P, and Phil, Phil. Thank you to everybody that's tuned in to the live stream tonight. If you haven't done so already, please go ahead and share it. Thank you to everybody that likes, follows, and subscribes to all of our platforms. If you haven't done so already, it's been 100 episodes. I don't know what the fuck you are waiting for. Yes. It's your loss. Screaming. Mikey P, Screaming, start it baby. Off, baby. You know what, Philly Phil? Sound the fucking, let's go, baby. Episode 100 of Psychotic and Iconic. Thank you so much to everybody that's been there along this journey. Family, friends, all of our fans. Thank you so much. Thank you, you guys. All right, we're here. 100 episodes is a big deal, okay? That's like, you know, that's like the, the official, like, oh, we got the sample size now. Like, that's it. You made it as a podcast when you hit 100, okay? So, P and I... Episode nah, one hundred. Nah, nah, nah. Oh no, ho ho! No, no. Fuck that shit. Oh okay. A hundred episodes. Who the hell was pumping out a hundred episodes in one year and some change? I'm pumping. Ain't Go nobody ahead, doing that. This is consistency at its finest. This is week in, week out creativity, putting on a show for you guys, and we thank you all for tuning in to us for a hundred episodes. And also share the live stream if you can. Let's get a fucking party in here. Let's have some fun. Let's talk about some real sports talk. Authenticity at its finest. You get goatees in here. You get everything in here, baby. This is P&I. This is how we're rocking. This is a 100th episode, baby. So let's get it cracking, baby. Mikey P, let's rock. All right, let's go, baby. Episode 100 of Psychotic and Iconic Sports Podcast is brought to you by Prize Picks Daily Fantasy Made Easy, and we are powered by Playmaker, okay? Right now, we are live at the Props Network at PropsHQ.com. If you haven't gone over there already to subscribe, I don't know what you're waiting for. You are missing amazing football content. We got betting. We got fantasy, all right? We got all the latest headlines. We got all of it for you right here at P&I. This is what you expect. This is what you get, Okay. You're going to want to see all of our football coverage this season. And we got the hook. And there you go. Screaming. All right. Last but not least, what are we wearing? Fantastic fabric. I've been screaming this. 
for the last, what, 30 episodes? This is fantastic fabric. This is the finest on the block, cuz. You want to own a T-shirt. You want to own a T-shirt. You want to own a long sleeve. You want to own a hoodie. So place your orders now. I don't know what you're waiting for. Start rocking our merch, baby. Don't know. DM us on social. the best podcast on the net. I've been streaming this, too, for the longest time. And guess what? We are consistent, and we bring it here every single week, twice a week. You ain't find that anywhere else. Tell me who. I'll wait. <laughs> I'm gonna sit here and wait. I'm ready to pop, baby. Let's rock, baby. I'm so, ready to go, bro. I'm juiced up. DM us for pricing and details. And we got black and gray of everything that Nick Theories just said. Okay. Last but not least, I want to welcome our Discord live audience. We were on the Playmaker stage literally 10 minutes ago, where you will see us more often. Okay. So we're welcoming in that crowd too. All right. Now, let's get right to it, fellas. All right. First thing of news today, and we're keeping these to a minimum, all right? But we got to point out something major that happened today. And that right there was Browns QB Deshaun Watson. Finally, this, his fate was sealed, guys, okay? He and the NFL agreed to 11-game suspension, $5 million fine for violations of the personal conduct policy, and he is required to undergo evaluation and treatment. Quick thoughts. I think it was weak. I think they backed off. Um, I think it's a win for Deshaun Watson. Um, he gets to return to the team like November 14th. He gets to stay until October, uh, August 30th. Um, I thought he should have been gone for the year, but 11 games is better than six. And a $5 million fine, I don't think it's enough, but it's it's at least has some more weight than 300000 yeah, I agree with you, but the only thing that I could think of would be the NFL just wants to get rid of this news, move on, because it shines a bad light on the entire league itself. So for me, I think they just want to move on from this. Even though it's screwed up, I think he should have been suspended for the year. But again, they made an agreement. I think 11 games, who's arguing that? I, ironically, he's coming back. His first game back, he faces Houston. I was just going to touch awesome. on that. They, The NFL knew, gonna win. The NFL knew how to maximize their publicity by doing that. You want something else, too? Balls. Breast Cancer Awareness Month, aka, you know, caring about women, all this stuff, it will be over by the time he comes back. Don't tell me that's not a setup. And right? no, pri no primetime games. Thinking. Yep. All right. So, that's a good point. So uh, just point that out, though, because there's there's some strategic stuff to this, too. But Absolutely. I think it was right where I thought it would wind up being. I didn't think he'd get a full year, but I did think it would be an increase. I thought he was going to get 12 games. But the Texans. Him coming back to face the Texans is a nice headline. So, 11 games, it sounds right about where it should have been. Um, well, where I expect it to be. Where Correct. it should have been is Correct. he should have been out for the yes. year. Yeah, absolutely. At least. Yeah, no okay? Problem. Pardon me. All right. Next up, Chargers star safety Derwin James, who's been injury-prone his whole career, but he is an absolute star. He's a machine. He agrees to a four-year, $76 million contract extension, $19 million a year, it makes him the highest paid safety in NFL history. Your thoughts, guys? A little weary of it. Um, he's only played in about 50% of his games since 2018. But when he's on the field, he's a stud. So I get the move, but you have to you have to be a little apprehensive uh, moving forward with that contract. Uh, yeah, a little, little skeptical. I think he's actually underrated. He don't even get talked about enough. But awesome. this guy, he's like, literally player. is a one-of-one one kind of guy. Like, he's, he's excellent. Top three safety, unquestionably, I would make an argument he's number one. That's how good he is. Yeah, I agree with you. Yeah, okay, I, I'm, I'm with you on that. So he's he amazing, and he's a do-it-all guy. He's he can beast. do everything. Yeah. Okay. Last but not least, Seahawks rookie first-round running back from Michigan State, Kenneth Walker the third. 
He underwent hernia surgery. He's expected to make a full recovery. The plan right now is for him to still play week one. Does that make you a little weary, though, fantasy-wise, taking this guy? Um, because, I mean, look, they were talking about maybe a timeshare, um, like 50-50. So he was going to play right away. No, nah, that doesn't Let's bother see. me too much. Uh, it's just a hernia for them. He'll he'll get, he'll get bounce back, especially if they're already talking about week one. And Rashad, uh, Rashad Penny is, you know, he's, he's injury prone, although he did produce at the end of the year last year pretty well. He did. He, he actually led the player. NFL in rushing, I think, for the last four, four weeks of the season. Yeah, he's a good running pretty back. Sure. Just, he's a good running back. He just he can't stay on the field. And I think, honestly, I think uh, Kenneth Walker was going 37th running back off the board. That's too like, high for he, me. Yeah, I feel too like it's a little too high. Penny's going two picks earlier at 35. That puts them in the 122 range. We're looking like, uh, what, 12th round of the draft? The Seahawks so, stink. Their offensive line stinks. And yeah. every time you take a Seahawks running back, you're always taking their backup because they always get hurt. So to me, it's not, I'm not even trusting that position in fantasy-wise. No way. I mean, so most to me, of all, it's not even a question. They have a, a weak offensive line and the injury history in Seattle with running backs. I just don't understand it. It's just the weirdest thing, but it's true. Ever since, have, ever since Marshawn Lynch. And they have no quarterback that scares you to throw to those wide receivers. Most of all, you're looking for exposure to a running back who might start. That's what you do in those rounds anyway. You hope to get exposure to a guy who's going to actually play. Because if you're waiting that long to get a starting running back anyway, ew, good luck to you. All right? Philly Phil, crack it up. Let's go, baby. AFC East tonight. All right, oh, so yeah, oh, okay, let, yeah. play that again, baby. Play that again. That gets the fucking blood going. Oh, yeah. I mean, what's up, baby? What's up? Who's gonna, I'm gonna catch a fucking body tonight. That's what I'm gonna do. <laughs> it's appropriate, though, because we, we're we loaded up on content tonight. All right, we got the headlines in the AFC East, we got predictions for the division, win totals, regular season future bets, season long fantasy projections. All right, we got it all here for you. At PNI, this is what we do. This is how we do our football previews. So there's a lot of stuff we're going through, okay? Starting off, though, we have to start with the team that was on top, the team that is currently the favorite to win the Super Bowl, and that is the Buffalo Bills. 11-5 and five win total last year. Or, excuse me, 11, yeah, 11.5 win total. Excuse mm -hmm. me, okay? Last year, 11-6 and six record, AFC East champs. Number three seed in the AFC. All right. How are we feeling about the Bills? Let's just test the waters here. How are we feeling first? Do, uh, do we feel like they are that good? I think they're Super Bowl ready. Yeah, I, th I think they can absolutely uh, win the Super Bowl. I think, what are they? they are they their favorites? They're the odds-on favorite. Um, and I can confirm that and, with you in a second. And I would actually agree with that because, you know, the addition of Von Miller, I think Gabriel Davis is going to have an outstanding year. You saw his performance four touchdowns last year in the playoffs in one game. Like, <laughs> I want a guy that's going to go to war in the playoffs. That's who I'm going to, who, who I want. And every year he's progressed, and I think he's going to have a breakout year. So, yes, I love the Bills this year. And you got Stefan Diggs as well. They're going to be outstanding. Uh, I'm in the same boat. Uh, I definitely think they're going to win over 11 and a half. Um, I would say that right now they, they're they definitely atop the AFC uh, in totality as a complete team. And the way they lost last year. Facts, Rob. Those are the type of losses that can fuel You already team. know. Oh, my God. It's, that's so true, Pauls. Like, that's my thought is, like, the next season, okay, they win that game. Like, that's usually – that game right there gets you ready for the big game right there. Like, that's – 
the best of the best. They lost to the best team in the AFC in overtime, and they went toe-to-toe with them. They know they're close. They know it. This is how it usually goes. And the next year, you see these teams go. They tend to win the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. You know, this is, this is what they got to do. So, um, plus 600. Buffalo Bills are the favorite to win Super Bowl 57 as of right now. Okay? And that puts them uh, – the Bucks are at plus 750. So, there's how you know. Like, that's that's how close it is one and two. Okay? Um, but here are some of the headlines, okay? And I, I want to – you know, Nick touched on a couple of these. Pauls. <laughs> what the hell are we talking about? Hey, no, hey, no way. Close for business. Yeah, no. This is crazy. So they go out, they they pay Von Miller $20 million a year. They get Daquan Jones, defensive tackle. They sign OJ Howard, showing up the backup tight end. That's how good they are. They got Jameson Crowder. Okay. They draft Khalil Elam, cornerback, first round. He's going to start. They get Tredavious White back from injury. Yep. Remember, but hold on, hold on one sec. This was the number one defense in the NFL last year without their shutdown corner, a He's top a five cornerback. Okay, star, top dude. five. Okay, He's coming back. They got already, I mean, one of the best linebacking cores. And they drafted James Cook, Dalvin Cook's brother, in the second round. All right? Maybe he's the answer at running back because they haven't had an answer there for a long time. So the point is, like, look, the Bills are just loaded, guys. They're loaded. Okay. Gabriel Davis finally getting a shot at number two. Isaiah McKenzie turning heads in camp. Number three, possibly. I just threw everything at you. You know what? Screw it. Roger Saffold, even that one's a big one. This offensive line, up and down. So they are now, you know, they're adding everywhere. They're loaded. They're my number one team is what I'm getting at. Yeah, me too. I gave you the whole they're preview, but they are the best team in the NFL right now on paper. Yeah, no cap. We'll see what happens. But yeah, I expect them to be in that in that dance. I'm telling you, look out for Gabriel Davis this year. This guy is going to be a monster. I'm telling you, Gabe Davis. I'm telling you, man. Nick, one of the most efficient receivers in the game with limited duty. That's He's in the game, beast. not just t- with touchdowns, because we know what you can do. He scored four touchdowns in the playoffs in a do or die game. This guy scored four touchdowns. That's history. Okay. So we know what we can do. He's finally getting his chance. It's a P&I favorite. We've been saying it. I'm telling you, man. Theory's guy, told you, buy his card last year. This guy's a beast. And last year, the, the, the Bills screwed up with his overall growth. Pause. When they had Emmanuel Sanders play ahead of him. Yep. Gabe Davis is that guy, man. I'm telling you, this guy, he's, he's going to be legit this year. I'm excited to watch him this year. And I can't wait. Uh, so schedule-wise, guys, the Buffalo Bills, by win totals, they have the 18th ranked schedule, meaning that is the 14th or 15th hardest schedule in the league. So, like, right in the middle of the pack, okay? So, win total-wise, I'm going to ask you now. We're going to start getting into some betting. 11 and a half wins is the over-under. How do you feel about the Buffalo Bills? Absolutely over. Top five coach, top five quarterback. They're just <laughs> top five wide receiver, arguably, and digs. They're just they're loaded. They're getting back to top five corner. They added Von <laughs> Miller. I mean, they just have immense talent all over the board. Can I add to that? Of course. Because everything you said is right. But overall, we're looking at possibly like the number one offense and defense in the league. They're going to be top five in both. That's but a good point. Yeah. I'm saying overall. Possibly you could be looking at the number one overall in both categories. And special teams, no joke either. I mean, Tyler Bass is a good kicker. Just gonna throw that out there. Like they got all the they got the whole recipe, man. 
So I'm saying Dang, he going over. down to the kicker, bro. I, bro, I even said far. the That's kicker because they got everything, man. He moving weird, but yeah, he can kick in that cold weather too. Like that's that's important because they're gonna you. be if they're gonna be the number one seed. I'm just gonna say that they're gonna be in those games. And the only question mark I would say is this: Can they run the football in those games? Because they haven't been able to do that. I really like James Cook. See what happens. Taking the over. They said Singletary was still running with the ones though. I know. For now. However, because people were high on Zach Moss last year, and he just totally mm. fell from grace. Look, think about this way. They were 11-6 and six last year, and they lost to the Patriots. They're not losing to the Patriots this year. It's not happening. The Patriots don't have enough on offense to keep up with them. They didn't have it last year. Exactly. Well, the, the Bills had a bad game. But also, it's just the Bills, I think their offense is going to take a leap this year. Josh Allen is going to be awesome. He's the, the, uh, the, the odds-on favor to be the MVP. Rightfully so. They're going to be lethal. They're... Over. This is over. Yeah. I don't even question. I mean, let's think about last year for a second. Last year, they they were cold coming out of the gate. Like they didn't get hot till the end. They were behind the Patriots. Like they were, they were being called overrated. We were questioning whether they were even going to make the playoffs at one point. Yep. And they did. They showed up in that big game. They mm -hmm. torched the Patriots. Um. So there you have it with the Buffalo Bills. Now, guys. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to walk us through some fantasy stuff. Okay, first, I mean, Josh Allen, undisputed number one pick at quarterback in fantasy, right? Um, he's going for sure. roughly late second round right now by ADP. Do you invest? Late yeah. second round? Uh, he's going He's going 23rd. So, actually, he's, yeah, he's late, early third round, late second round. Like he's, I'll say no because I'm not going to pass up on running backs. That early in the draft, if I had the first two rounds, I'm going running back, running back. Or if I went running back, wide receiver, I'm definitely taking a running back in the third round. Quarterback wouldn't be a thought for me at, at that early. Season. I agree with you there. Like, I don't take a QB that early. But if it's you are episode. one of those people. Hey, yo, hey, yo, Philly Phil, turn my mic up, man. I'm potted right now. It's episode 100. <laughs> Thank you guys for tuning in. Also, everybody who's watching right now, please share this stream. Let's get this shit jumping. If you are one of those people that does draft quarterbacks early, that would probably be the one, though. I'm not that guy, but I couldn't blame you because he's got that rushing floor, too. Okay? Pauls, quick thought. It's high, but it's Josh Allen. He's going to produce. It's a guaranteed 20 to 25 points every week. So Look, I wouldn't be upset with it, but that's just not my style. Mm -hmm. But depending on who was off the board at that t at that point when I was drafting, I would consider it. Yeah, because you got to – I mean, he should be the first quarterback taken, though. If you're going to take him – He's got a hit. All right, so the Goffar had a, he had a comment. See. Bills have an interesting schedule. Not sure about over 11 and a half wins. Hmm. Interesting, Goffar. All right. That's that's theories. Goffar. I, I just don't see them. <laughs> I don't see them being 11 and six. I think their talent is just too much. Like, I think they're just overbearing a lot of teams in terms of talent-wise, and now they have cohesiveness. And they won 11 games last year yeah. playing very bad football for half a season. Right. Without I mean, a lot of their core pieces. I mean, think about it. They were a coin toss away from a Super Bowl. Yeah. It's unbelievable. Yeah, Which won't happen anymore. Yeah. So that is correct. So running backs, guys, this is an interesting room here. Yes, Devin Singletary has been running with the run, the ones. James Cook has been getting some work. Okay, rookie second rounder. Davil Cook's brother, same kind of profile. Georgia running back, like he was a stud. And then you still got Zach Moss there, okay? So here, I'll, I'll tell you this. What would you rather do? You got Devin Singletary as the 27th running back off the board, 82 overall, or you got James Cook at 38 
running back off the board, 131 overall, roughly 50 picks later. I'm taking James Cook there. If I'm going to invest in a Bills running back, I'm taking James Cook because I think he could overtake him for the job anyway. I agree with that because last year, I think Devin Singletary only had one touchdown, or I'm sorry, he had seven touchdowns, but he only had 870 yards. Um, I think James Cook's ceiling is higher than Devin Singletary's, in my opinion. And where they're being drafted is so close that I would actually just take a shot at, at um, James Cook. Yeah, same for me. And um, they throw the ball a ton. So they're not sure. a run, they're not a run heavy team to begin with. So I would take the running back with the higher sure. ceiling. And there you go. James Cook right there. That should favor him more because he's the best pass catching back. I was back. gonna say, and he's the pass catching back on the team. So I mean, in, in Singletary's defense, the team really started rolling last year when they committed to him as the number one back, and they actually were running the football well towards the end of the season. You just pointing have- it out though. Like they they hadn't ever committed to one of the guys. They were just dicking around with both of them. You do have to run though, because you have to keep teams up. That's the one thing that's been keeping the Bills from winning those big playoff games. They, figured it they out have though. to figure out how to run the football in the playoffs, in the cold, at home. They have to do it. That's it. That, that's the one question mark I got sure. for the whole team right now. They got everything. That's it. I agree. So, all right, wide receiver, guys. Wide receiver, Stefan Diggs. How do we feel about Stefan Diggs? He is going right where he usually goes, okay? He's a top six receiver, 13th overall off the board. I feel comfortable taking there. What do you guys think? Well, I have a hot take. I think Gabriel Davis is going to have a better fantasy year than Stefan Diggs. That's a big take because that, I mean, they're both, they both should be really good in this offense this year. But that's, that's bold, bro. You know, we're looking at like Diggs Scott has one of the highest floors in all of fantasy football. That's the, that's the one thing I would say there. But I, I love both of them so much this year. He's going to be double teamed. Is he? I don't know if they'll be able to. Whoa. Why? Because Gabe Davis is a stud, man. They got so many weapons, too. I don't know. We'll see. It hasn't still, stopped him in the I, past, I, I you know? I trust Diggs. Like, he's probably going to be a 100 catch guy, 155 targets last year. I mean. Yeah, it's still Stefan Diggs. Actually, if anything, I think his value gets propped up a little bit because Gabriel Davis is going to help him free up a little hey, bit. It's my hot take. I think Gabe No, but Davis it's, it's not a bad one, by the way. I love Gabe Davis this year. I think he's going to be awesome. Well, for what it's worth, and I'm happy you said that theory because Gabe Davis, if you want to invest in him, he's going many, many picks later. He's going as the 29th receiver off the board, 81st overall. So, like, if you really feel that way and you're between the two, if you want exposure to the offense, boom, I could get this guy 60, 70 picks later and maybe be the same productivity-wise. Boom. So, theories makes a good point right there. Like, this is all about value in fantasy. We're talking value here. Absolutely. But if, if I can get if if, if Diggs is, is is the sixth wide receiver, say he's going what second round, third round, second round. Again, I'm I'm taking a Late running first. back there, and then if I can get Gabe Davis, who's in the same offense with the same high like ceiling, I can take him later. I'm it's an, to me it's a no brainer. I, I honestly I wouldn't even understand. I mean, look, look, if you like Stephon Diggs, cool, but like Gabe Davis is very he's going to be very good, very good. I mean, look, scoring four touchdowns in a playoff game that ain't no joke. And his red zone efficiency and, and targets and are off, off yes. the chart. Like he's actually among the top in both. He does. He's been getting red zone targets and very limited duties. He's right? tall. His catch radius is, is is out of this world. Like he's a beast. And what you alluded to earlier, the, I think the reason that he started out so slow is because of Emmanuel Sanders. Yes, absolutely. which is bad coaching to begin with. Because Emmanuel Sanders got hurt, and then all of a sudden Gabe Davis started tearing. No, sorry, tearing it up. That's serious. He's he's legit, man. I'm I'm excited, bro. I can't wait. So there you go. I would say invest in both. My of them. hot take right there. Uh, that's a that's a big one. It's major. Good, baby. Write Ooh, that down. Spice and hot, baby. I like it. 
write that down. Philly Phil, you want to just mark this this, this time? 8.24 p.m. You heard it. Yeah, you theories, heard it here. Theories is one of the hottest takes you're yeah, going to hear all year. Right okay? Theories Herrera. So Dawson Knox, do we think that he has another big season? I mean, he had a breakout year last year. Uh, they did bring in O.J. Howard. I don't know how they'll use him, but he, he can catch passes too. So I like Dawson Knox, but he will regress because of the touchdowns. I don't think he could put up the same touchdown production, which is where he was gaining all of his points. I had him Great. in fantasy. I picked him up like week three or four, and he was awesome all year. But I just think the regression will come not from the targets or the uh, the yards and the catching. I think it will come from the touchdowns, which is major. An interesting spot here. He's actually going 121 off the board as a 12th tight end. Okay, so he actually like – I, I like feel like – that's actually a pretty good spot, yeah, right? I, 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 yeah, I, I totally agree. 12 is exactly where I would put him. Um, I don't love him this year, to be honest with you. Again, because I think Gabe Davis is going to take over. Stefan Diggs is still there. Um, they still got Jamison Crowder, who's probably going to be in the slot, along with Isaiah McKenzie. So, I mean, like, but I, I just think the lack of targets and the uh, touchdown opportunities are going to decrease. Yeah, and I, you know what? I, I would say this about Dawson Knox, and I think we could all agree on this. I wouldn't draft him to be your starting tight end this year. I wouldn't mind drafting him, but I wouldn't draft him as your number one tight end unless you're in a really deep league. Sure. In our league, he's a starter. Yeah, yeah, totally agree. You're like 12 teams. 14 team league. Maybe. 14 team 14. league. He's a good tight end in a 14 yeah. league. So he'll he'll start for you there. But, I, you know, 10 team league? Yeah, eh. no. I, I probably missed on one of my earlier targets then. That's what it means. So, okay. So that is the fantasy outlook for the Bills. I'm going to quickly take us through some bets, and we're moving on after that, okay? We got Josh Allen right now over under 4,350 passing yards. Move is over. over, too, because they love throwing the football. Yep. There he's. What's the over under? 4,350 and a half. 4,300. Wow. That's he's going to be MVP. He's going to have to throw. Yeah, he's going to have to throw. He might have 5,000 yards. This yeah, I'm going over. Absolutely so, over. I didn't. Yeah, I. I think the same. Passing touchdowns, 34 and a half. What do we think? Over. I'm thinking over, too. Over. Yeah, 37 last year. Yeah. I'm I think he right. might touch 40. Yeah, 30. Yeah, why would you drop? Th That's weird, dropping three, dropping down three. I don't know. Weird know. stuff. Vegas weird news. stuff. Um, but they always have, you know, it's Vegas for you. There you go. All right. So they did that just for the same reason why you asked. That's all. Yep. Why? Exactly. That's it. What are that's, we? That's your answer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what I mean, are we? Look, two straight years. 37 two years ago, 36 this uh, this past year. So, I mean, feels like an over, right? All right. Um, hold on. I'm taking us through. <laughs> well, if you are, if you are like, guys, I still actually want to know this. Who's starting at running back? I know I was mentioning the whole backstory, but who's starting at running back? Devin Singletary. He will so, start the year. Now, I don't know if he will finish it. But he will start the year. I'll go Devin Singletary, but I think James Cook uh, takes over at some point. All right. So, Stefan Diggs, this is interesting, guys, because he he just appears as a 100-catch kind of guy. His over-under is set at 99.5. Gabe Davis. That's just like, come on, man. Like, 99.5, what do you do there? Under. Look, it tells me under, but I will still say over. Because I, he, under. Still, he gets the targets. <sighs> Unders. I smash the unders. I'm telling you, uh, smash. facts. I, I'm gonna. Oh god, this is the toughest one. I think. Like he had 103 last year, 127 the year before that. I'm taking over. Yeah, he's, I think gonna go, he's gonna go. Uh, 30 I think they, catches. They both could. You know, 
They both could just pop off this year. All right. Gabriel Davis, I want to throw in a couple for him, okay? Great. Um, oh, that was – oh, that was uh, – yeah, I was right. Okay. Excuse me, guys. Gabriel Davis, I want to get his touchdown total, guys, because this is going to strike me as an interesting one, okay? Hold on. I'm typing it in. How many touchdowns do you guys think he'll score? Actually, like just straight up, if I ask you right off the top of your head, how many touchdowns is this guy scoring? Seven, eight. I, I like the number nine. Nine? Yeah. The over under is at seven and a half. That's, I'm, the I'm screaming over. I'm the fucking over. Goat. I was Take right on over. par. Seven, eight. The guy had four touchdowns in one game. Over. Absolutely. This Actually, guy's dynamic. Give me 10. Whoa. Balls. Oh, okay. yeah. <laughs> I mean, I got you. I got you. Don't get it twisted. I got but... you. Get the hell out of here. What's wrong with this? <laughs> yeah. Oh my god! <laughs> and they got him at sixty and a half receptions. That kind of feels appropriate. He'll probably be like more of a vertical guy. Got you. But anyway, you're so shocked. All right, Philly Phil, change it up because collapse. We got the New England Patriots. Bill Belichick. All right, the New England Patriots coming off of a playoff season. All right, with a rookie quarterback, nonetheless. A couple of interesting things going, interesting things going on in New England. All right, <laughs> who's the offensive to coordinator? Say the least. Who I mean, is the offensive coordinator? Is it Matt Patricia? Is it Joe Judge? Is it anybody? Is it Bill? It's dog shit. Is it Big way. Bill? <laughs> you know, it's, <laughs> exactly. It's dog shit. All right. So here, that I mean, right there, that could be why the line dropped right there. They were ten and seven last year. They were the AFC's second wild card, number six seed in the AFC. The line, though, the win total line is at eight and a half. They must be worried. I'm going to say. They being Vegas. I will put them at under. I think they will struggle to get to eight games. I'm thinking under two. And here's the thing. I'm not even ripping or throwing shade on Mac Jones at this point. They just, they didn't set him up for success from coaching to to, uh, skill players. That's not his fault. I mean, look, if he takes a crazy leap, you know, maybe to get in that nine ten range, I just I don't see it. He doesn't have anything to work with. It's sad for the dude, to be honest. <laughs> it's sad. Damn, that number is actually like really tough. But like, if I had to pick one, I would say under as well. Just be, you know, just for the same reasons. I mean, you got to have cohesiveness with a uh, a young quarterback with an offensive coordinator because he needs to learn like his certain cadences and how he does things, like and how you operate. It's a system, right? Like you got to buy into this system. So if you always have different systems year in and year out, you know, and, and he's young, you're going to start his growth. Pause. So, like, for me, it's just like I, I see a big regression year for the Patriots, unfortunately. But and, and that's not to say that I don't like Mac Jones. I actually think he could play. We always talk about it all the time. Me and Powell's. I think he could play, too. Yeah. And I just think, like, I mean, his number one wide receiver is Devontae Parker. I mean, like, that's not that's not enough help for him. In my opinion, yeah, I mean, he's only going to have him for two games. Here's yeah. what they did for their for their second year quarterback. This is what they did for him. They traded for Devontae Parker, like you like you just said. Okay, this is all like okay, offensive line. They trade away Shaq Mason. They let Tad Car- Ted Karras walk. This is the favor you did for your second year quarterback. Yeah, that's no. it. They lost a lot of uh, their like, offensive line is kind of gashed. They lost a lot of talent, but and, they lost, like, but and they, they drafted lost Cole Strange, who, by all accounts, was very, very overdrafted, taken way too high in the draft, and that guy's going to start at guard. Hope he's ready. And, I mean, 
They got the sixth hardest schedule in the NFL. Also, yo, don't sleep on that Brandon Bolden departure, too. He was actually really good for them on special teams. Yep. And he also played really well in, in spot time when um, Damian Harris was out. Yeah. Seriously, I mean, he's, he, he's, a, he's a good player. They he's replaced good him player. with Ty Montgomery, but he's been a long-time special team guy for them, yeah, Brandon absolutely. Bolden. So, yeah. I mean, like, look, here's the thing. Dante Howard, you, you know, you lose a leader in the defense. Like, that's tough, man. He's been there for yeah. years. Like, so, like, that's like, not going to be easy to replace. So, we're, ju we're just talking about offense for a second. Then you got defense, like you just said, Dante Hightower and Jamie Collins, longtime Patriot guys. Kyle Van Noy, yep. another one. Um, JC Jackson, arguably a top 10 corner. Like, did they improve at all in the offseason? Like, that's that's kind of the thing. Go ahead, Paul. I know yeah. you've been trying to say they're something. Like, if they need to, if they're going to, if they want any chance of getting over that eight and a half number, they need to come out of the gate hot because their last seven games are brutal. At the Vikings, <laughs> Home against the Bills, at the Cardinals, at the Raiders, home against the Bengals, home Ooh. against the Dolphins, and at the Bills. That's brutal. I mean, you play the Bills two times in six weeks. Like your easiest game there, and and this is probably the Cardinals, and the Cardinals aren't trash. No, you know what I mean. Another, so another team that was in the playoffs you know, last the Dolphins year. Dolphins too, because by that time the Dolphins could be actually dog shit. I mean, and that's not even counting early season. They got the Ravens, Packers. And the Colts too. Like, oh, they have man, a that's, very, that's, very hard schedule. That's just brutal. They do. The, the schedule did them no favors. It's unders. Um, so I don't like them at all this year. I just don't. I think they'll be competitive and maybe surprise in a couple games, but they're not. They're they're the unders. Yeah. We gave you every reason to hit the under there. Okay. Next, guys, we're going fantasy angles here. Okay. Mac Jones. What do you do about Mac Jones in fantasy? I'm just I'm just avoiding. Yeah. Honestly, like it's not it's not to say that I, I think he's a pretty good quarterback. I just think fantasy wise, there's nothing for me to invest in there. There's I don't nothing. even he's not really draftable and it sucks. It's just and it here's the, again, it's not even him at this point. He he doesn't have anybody to throw the ball to. Agreed. Yeah, I'm with you. He's not draftable for me. There you go. So that was nice and easy. Mac Jones, okay. Running back. This is interesting too. This is something where it's like, okay, last year. There were two pieces in this backfield that were worth like like standalone value in fantasy. Okay. You got Damian Harris, who had a double digit touchdown season, and you have Ramondre Stevenson, who by account all accounts is stepping up to possibly take over the number one job. They're both going to play, but they really like Ramondre Stevenson because he's a do it all guy. Damian Harris, maybe more of just like a bowling ball. Also, a really good one, by the way. Like he's he's a good, he's a starting running back in the so league. So disrespectful. It's all disrespectful, so like, bro. He was he had the eighth highest fantasy points last year at 192.1. I don't understand it, man. I don't get it. He's averaging you 13 points a week. What's wrong with that? Well, here's RB two numbers. He's he's producing. I got a follow-up question for you. All right. Who would you rather have? This is where I'm going with this. In fantasy, Ramondre Stevenson. Is going 33rd running back off the board at 117th overall. Harris is going 30, 98th pick overall. So he's going roughly 30 picks ahead of Ramondre Stevenson. In that scenario, I think I'm leaning Stevenson if I'm going to go with one of them because I think they're both going to play a lot. I think they'll both score touchdowns. And I think this is going to be a run first football team. So I think I'd lean Stevenson for that for the value. I would, still lean, I, I would still lean Harris until he gives me a reason that that job isn't his, and I don't think he's given one yet. I still think he's the RB1, even though I know they do a, sort of a committee over there. But And I'll clarify. I like both of them. Like yeah. I think I'd have no problem drafting both, but for the value, I'll take Stevenson. Theories? 
I'm with you because um, the Patriots, if if you fumble, they're benching you. And Damian Harris has had a lot of fumbles in in his career, and that's the biggest knock on him. But he can he can ball. Like I, I fuck with Damian Harris, but like if I'm gonna own a Patriots running back, it's gonna be Ramondre Stevenson. He could do more in the pass catching um, ability, and he's just he, I, I just think he's a he's an awesome pure runner as well. Even when Damian Harris went down, uh, Stevenson was was killing me. I think he was getting twenty plus a game in fantasy, so you he know, was awesome. You know what's funny? I mean, everything you just said there is true, but what's funny is is that Stevenson got benched for fumbling last year too, like. Let's just hope nobody fumbles well, in this Harris, offense. Yeah, well, Damian Harris fumbles a lot because I had him last year in fantasy. Yeah, he had two fumbles, uh, lost at, goals, at least. Yeah, or, and, one, and like. one was at the goal line. <laughs> it's insane. Regular. It never happens to anybody else, but but if it's me, it's like I mean, well, what do they expect no, when they're you happens. know it's he's luck. got 15 rushing touchdowns? Yeah, he's not going to be successful in every single one, but he basically was last year. You know, so. There you have it with the Patriot running backs. And they did, by the way, draft a rookie in the fourth round, Pierre Strong, who they like. You never Big know. Pierre. You never Big know. Pierre. Like with the Patriots, you just never know, man. All right. Wide receiver, Devontae Parker. Do you believe that no. you can count on him in fantasy? No. no. Fade him. Fade him. I think Jacoby Myers is the is the wide receiver to take. Because it is PPR. Myers does catch a lot of passes. Kendrick Bourne was a top 30 fantasy receiver yeah, he last was, year. He was nice. Okay. Pauls. <laughs> I mean, I, I just don't know how I feel though about any of these guys. I, I don't think I want to like I like Devontae Parker as a player, but I just don't I don't know if it's worth investing in the passing attack. He's a wire waiver wire pickup. I'll say this to you guys though, and this is interesting because I've been reading up on this kid. Tyquan Thornton, the second round rookie from Baylor, they like him a lot, and he's burning people in practice, joint practice. He's burning people. So like I really actually want to see what goes on there. Like maybe he's a late like last pick of the draft flyer for me, just because, I mean, that's interesting right there. They drafted him high for a reason. Mac Jones throws a nice deep ball. Doesn't get to do it enough. Mm -hmm. Throws a pretty good ball, though. <laughs> I see you. <laughs> I mean, like, when you look at the Patriots wide receivers, they're not terrible. They're just a bunch of mids. Yeah, like there's no, there's not anybody that stands out. I mean, Devontae Parker is the big name, I guess, and he just say, never stays like, healthy. But yeah. yeah, I mean, Kendrick Bourne, he's kind of slept on. Jacoby Myers is pretty slept on. They don't have any. Aguilar kind of played really well in in uh, in Vegas, and then he went somewhere else too, didn't he? After that, no, nah, he went to Patriots. He's, he's still he's a Patriot. A right yeah, that's right. Yeah, he was over with the Patriots. Yeah, he had a good year. And then uh, Tyquan Thornton, like you said, Mike, he he, he was. I, I I've been reading a lot of bunch of shit, and he's been. He's been uh, killing it in camp as well. Yeah, he's my sleeper from that offense. Like, if I, I mean, that's a total dart throw right there. But then again, like, who's the who, who's the Patriots' corners he's going against? I don't know, but practice. they said he's burning everybody in joint practices too. Mm -hmm. Like, I, you know, I'm just saying. Um, Myers is the first one going off the board. In case you're wondering, 52nd receiver. Well, and then Parker, I just saw his name. 64th receiver off the board. In that scenario, I like Parker better, but I mean, eh. I'm never going to stay healthy. All of them. He just doesn't I stay just, healthy. You know? I've dealt with him before. It's not worth it. He's he's so talented, but can't stay on the field. All right, tight ends, guys. They still got Hunter Henry. They still got Johnu Smith. They paid both of them. You wonder if maybe they try to use Johnu Smith a little bit more this year. I don't know. But Hunter Henry was awesome last year. What do we think? Like, I, I like him to be possibly a top 10 tight end in fantasy. I'm a fade. Henry? I just don't trust their offense. I mean, their offense is not exciting to me. I just don't, you know, like 
they don't have an offensive coordinator. Who's calling these plays? You got to be creative. I mean, like, you can't be vanilla. You can't. I mean, it's not going to work. Point. It's not going to work. I feel like they're going to be utilized more as, more as blockers because you're going to have to protect Mac Jones. He's sure. going to need time because those those wide receivers aren't good enough to get the separation, the necessary separation. But, I mean, he did have, like, a, a pretty strong relationship with Hunter Henry on the field last year. And he was looking for him in the red zone, which, for me, if I'm looking at back-end tight ends there, like guys who maybe could be a starter for me, but I'm looking in the, you know, 5 to 10 range – He's a guy that stands out, like because I'll get touchdowns from him. He got nine last year, nine TDs. He only had fifty catches, and nine of them were touchdowns. So he's going as a thirteenth tight end off the board. I kind of like him in that scenario. Fifty catches and nine touchdowns. Nine touchdowns. That's impressive. And that's only ten games started, by the way. Yeah. Nine touchdowns and ten games started. Well, I think one of them, yeah, like three or something. Like yeah, he was he was insane at one stretch. So I, I think I would invest in him, but I, I even though I don't like the Patriots. Okay. Uh betting wise, we're gonna have to go there, guys. I mean, is there anything really like I don't I don't even know where to go with this because they're just mid. Like, yeah, like That's do we even wanna do we even wanna look at <laughs> their betting lines. I actually want to see Mac Jones is uh, yeah. on their passing yards. So I actually really am intrigued by that. Okay, I'm bringing it up. I want to see what the number is. So let's, predict, like, it. let's predict it. I'm going to say 3,800. 3, I'm going to say 3,200. Or 3,799 and a half. Theories, you were so close, man. 3,850 and a half. 3,850 and a half? 3,850 wow. and a half. Damn. Bro, for that close, man. of 4,000 yards, that's a lot. That's a lot. That's asking a lot out of that. You know what else it, it means to me? They must be expecting them to be behind in a lot of games for that number to be so high. Like, you know, they're going to be yeah. passing, coming back, trying to get back in the games? I don't know. 38... So 3,801 last year. That was his total. Like, so, I mean. And they're predicting it to go up. But last year, he had an offensive coordinator. Yeah. That's different. One of the top in the Yeah, Josh McDaniels, who got a head coaching job in Las Vegas. And you brought back. A team that over there is going to be a beast. You have Matt Patricia, who hasn't coached offense in 20 years. And you have (laughs) Joe Judge, who is a special teams guy. So, I like, I don't. 38, 50 and a half over, under. Under. I'm going under. I'm going over, actually. You know what? I'm going to go over. And I, I, I have no reason to believe that, but <laughs> I'm just going to go over. I mean, Garbage if, time, maybe? <laughs> I do like that point. But it's just like that's a that's asking a lot out of him. Sophomore slump is real. Like True. you know that does happen to quarterbacks. And but it, you said it, it's it's thirty eight fifty and a half. Yeah, that's a lot, man. I I, I actually kind of agree with Pauls. I mean, four thousand yards is that's that's an accomplishment. They're a top quarterback. Though. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I'll go unders. I'm sorry. I know. I that, switched my pick. I'm going under. I know that they love what he's doing right now in camp. Like they said, he's been amazing and he's on that's a mission. Cool. He cut weight. But I'm going under there. See, I, I and I'll say think, this. I think that's cap because everything I read is the Patriots can't even move the ball a lick. And he's frustrated. Oh. He's and slamming he's, the yeah. ball on the ground. Like yeah. I, ha- I've read, the, I've read See, the same reports. Guess it depends on who you hear. Here's, here's what I think. Under for yards, but then I'll give you this. Pause. Passing touchdowns, 23 and a half. I'm going to go over on touchdowns. I'm going to go over on that. I'm going to go under on yards. What did he, he throw t- last year? He had 22 last year. I am with you on that, actually. I think He's going to need to do Parker, a little bit more. I think Devontae Parker in the red zone is going to be a factor. Right. 
um, yeah, no, I, I'm with you on that. I'll take the over on the 23 and a half. Sorry, man. I'll say under right around that 20 mark again. I just, I, I, go ahead. I don't see it. They're going to lack, like Nick said, they're going to lack creativity, all that shit. Like that stuff matters, man. They're going to struggle to score points. They may not struggle to move the ball, but they are going to struggle to score points. And if they score points, I believe it's going to come on the run game. It's not going to come on Mac Jones's arm. Well, that can help them get into the red zone and give them more opportunities for Hunter Henry and Devontae Parker as well. It's true. So, guys, I'm gonna I'm gonna ask you one question about the running back room. I'm not even gonna ask you about receivers because there's just there's too much yeah, going cool, on. There, cool. Okay, yeah, we can slide. running back room. If you had to bet right now, who's leading the team in rushing yards? And I'll even ask you this: Who's gonna lead in rushing touchdowns? Because this is this is a tough. Like that's I say, a, Damian. I'm sticking by it. I'm saying the yards or touchdowns or both. Both, both. I believe I'm both. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm a big Damian Harris fan. Total yards. I think. I think Damian Harris is. A, I think he's good, and I think he's very underrated. Oh, he is. I mean, I love him as a player. However, I, I will say this: I won't be surprised if if Ramondre Stevenson did eclipse him. In my opinion, like like I would take Ramondre Stevenson at the value of where he's being drafted. I know he's being close to Damian Harris, but at that point, are you really running back heavy? You already got your running backs in the earlier round. So I feel like you you won't really need to reach for Damian Harris or make that decision. So if you but if you did, I think Ramondre Stevenson would be the guy. But of as an overall production, I, I'll take Damian Harris's upside too as well. Yeah, I I, he had I an would, awesome year last year. I would take Harris with the touchdowns. I still think he's a good runner. I think total yards wise, I'm gonna go with Stevenson just because I think he'll be on the field as a passing down back too, especially with James White out of the building. I mean, this guy is definitely a better pass catcher, so I think he'll probably wind up playing a little bit more in the share, but it'll be pretty close to a split. So give me the yards for him. Give me the TDs for Damian Harris. All right? Last thing with the Patriots, okay? Hunter Henry over under six and a half touchdowns, and I said to you he had nine, nine of his 50 catches in 10 games last year. He scored touchdowns. Nine TDs in 10 games started. I'll I'm say, gonna say over. I'm gonna say over because he's their biggest red zone body. I think he'll be the one that that he's the he's gonna be the red zone target hog. He looks for him there, man. <clears throat> over. I'll say over. Young quarterbacks like tight ends. Yeah. I mean, I do too. But like, if there's anything I could bet on, I think it's that'll remain consistent. I just got what you said. Oh my god. He's him. <laughs> yeah, him. he is. I hate you. He really is. He <laughs> All has, right. He has risen. Philly, Philly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> write that down <laughs> he has risen oh my god oh my god alright Philly Phil change it up because we gotta go through two more teams we're, we're on a pretty good pace for all no, we're the best I gotta, gotta admit alright there you go turn it up say it again we're the best in the fucking game scream it for the camera bro let them know let them do, let them feel your passion your we energy. are the best in the fucking game i love it man i love it yeah hell yeah bring that shit up baby this is episode 100 cuz i'm telling you you ain't finest nowhere else this is consistency at its fucking finest it's p and i baby they asked for consistency that's all we deliver it's p and i facts you know best podcast in the net scream that <laughs> i was i thought you were gonna say it scream so. it babe say there it. you go Oh, there dude, you go, Mrs. Pauls. Support system. She's here in the flesh. <laughs> she's doing <laughs> She's moving different. 30, 30 alley. I've been screaming. <laughs> oh, my God. All right. All right. So next up, the Miami Dolphins. All right. Interesting team because they did a lot this offseason. I'm going to tell you what. Okay. First off, they splurged their wide receiver. All right. 
Big, big, big trade. Maybe the biggest trade of the offseason. Tyreek Hill, now your wide receiver one in Miami to join Jalen Waddle. They signed Cedric Wilson to be the number three receiver. They paid him a lot of money, guys. Okay. He's good. They shore up the offensive line signing Teron Armstead to be your left tackle, longtime Saint. Okay. Big money. Connor Williams, Cowboy. All right. Another starter. Because their offensive line has been shit. They have been absolute shit. All right. They're asking a lot out of Tua this year. Um, you still got Mike Gusecki. And let's see what else we got here. I mean, they, the running back room is crowded. They signed Chase Edmonds, guys. They signed him to a lot of money. They're okay? going to use those running backs the same way the Niners do. He's a product. He's, he's a protege yeah. of uh, of um, Kyle Shanahan. Raheem Mostert, Chase Edmonds, Sony Michelle. Who knows what order? Maybe Chase Edmonds first because he got paid the most. Okay. Mike McDaniel, that's right. New head coach coming from the 49ers coaching tree. Okay. There is the summary. I mean, that's a lot of activity, guys. That's a lot. That's a big offseason. They they had a good offseason. Let's just put it that way. Okay. So here's the win total. Eight and a half wins this year. They won nine last year. They went nine and eight. And they started the season like dog shit. They were 0-6, weren't they? Yeah. Literally, like they they rattled off a bunch of wins at the end of the season. Still was enough for Brian Flores. Okay, so nine and eight, they missed by tiebreaker last year. Okay, nine and eight last year, ten and six the year before. The lines are eight and a half. I think. It's what not, do you think? think That's a tough low. one, man. I think it's low. I, I'll take the overs on that. So I think the talent alone. I mean, what they acquired and what they've done in the offseason. They hired Mike McDaniel. Uh, who's an offensive mind? Like I, I, I like what they did in the offseason. They got Tyree Kill. Cause like, what are we talking about? Over, it's is over. It's just, this so, is not even close. From I'm me. in the same boat. I think it's over. That's a that's a low number. For that's them, a low man. number. Schedule wise, they're like right in the middle of the pack. They're 19th by win total, so that's the 14th hardest schedule. That's so fine. it's it's right in the middle of the and pack. Not for nothing, they're the second best team in their division. Yeah. So absolutely. I mean, look, it all comes down to two, right? If Tua is that dude, this team's going to win some games because they're they got a pretty good roster, right? Would we agree with that? So I'm going to say over because I think they'll get exactly nine again. I think they're going to miss the playoffs though. But I it wouldn't surprise me if they get in though. It wouldn't surprise me. There's got to be a lot that goes right for that to happen. But they got the talent, right? We can agree on that. Yeah, I mean, I look, it, it comes down to Tua, right? Like if if he could progress, like you know, they're hoping. And you put the pieces around them. Now you got like a legit wide receiver in Tyree Kill. Sky's the limit, right? Like if he is your guy, he should have a, a really big jump this year. So I think that's what they're expecting. I mean, I think they're close, but no cigar in terms of the playoffs. Yeah, but too. <laughs> I think I, I think they're gonna be knocking on the door late late in the season. That's for sure. Yeah, yeah. By the way, here's here's an interesting stat for you guys. Okay, because we saw what they did at wide receiver. Here's the reason why. Using next gen stats. They were 32nd ranked in the NFL in wide receiver separation. I think that's not going to be a problem this year. Hell no. I'm uh, pretty person, sure it's not going to no. be a problem. The person benefiting the most from that is not Tyreek Hill. It's Jalen Waddle. You know who's benefiting the yeah. most from that? I got Waddle. Because this is guy who's oh, going to yeah. have to get the ball out quick. Well, hopefully now he'll have more 30-yard passes than Odell Beckham. <laughs> yeah, really, honestly. <laughs> I mean, we'll see what happens there. So, it all comes down to two. That's what we're saying here at P&I. All right? You want to go into fantasy now? Keep it rolling? Scream. All right. 
Tua in fantasy. What are we thinking there, guys? Uh, you I want mean, me to tell you where he's going right now? Late round, I would scoop. I would fat man Take scoop. Take a flyer? Late round, fat fat QB? Absolutely. <laughs> I would fat man scoop. <laughs> fucking crazy. Wow. I would. I'm dead like, serious. I, I don't even know what to expect anymore. <laughs> it's crazy. I would, especially if you're in a keeper league and you can get him late in the 13th or 14th round. I would grab him. Pause. It's funny you said that because that's literally right where he's going. Like 14th, 15th round. I'm honestly. Hitting. All right, 16th, 16th QB off the board going right after Kirk Cousins. Which Kirk Cousins and Derek Carr. <laughs> like, yeah, 14, 15 off the board. Like, there's a lot of late-round value there is what, what I'm seeing. So I don't think he's draftable. I think he's a flyer or a streamer. Yeah, I, I, I'm leaning towards, like, wait and see with him. See for we'll see. See for we'll see. <laughs> there you go. Because, I mean, look. They're between between those three guys, and I like. They are loaded. I I do like the talent around them. If I'm gonna go that round, take a quarterback, and Carr and Cousins are there along with two. I'm going with Carr and Cousins. Oh, of course. Period. Oh yeah. I mean, I didn't know that was an option. So. <laughs> no, I was just saying that that's how close they are though in yeah. in, the, in ADP right now, which is stunning to me. All right. So there you go with two uh, running backs though, and I'm gonna ask you this: two parter, who starts, and then. Who are you investing in in fantasy? I think Chase Edmonds starts, and I would invest in Chase Edmonds. He's the healthiest, and I think he's a good running back. To be honest, he could catch passes. Um, I'm I'm all in on Chase Edmonds. Raheem Mostert's good. He just he breaks he breaks something every two days, it's and Sony Michelle is kind of brittle too, and and he's buried a little bit on that depth chart. He's a he's a career backup. Mm. Theories. <sighs> it's definitely not Raheem Mostert. And it's not Sony Michelle. So I agree with Paul. It's only Chase Edmonds for me, man. Raheem Mostert has burned me a couple of times, man. I've been high on him for the last couple of years, and he's always gotten Understandably so, though. Very talented sucks, player went on the field. Beast. Yeah, like he got me like 25 points like the first two weeks, and he was blowing up. And then he got hurt, unfortunately, and it sucks. But, like, yeah, I'm with you. I'm with Chase Edmonds because of the pass-catching ability, and he can run and he can ball. So I'll go with Chase Edmonds. I mean, here's what I'll say, and I agree with both of you. I think Chase Edmonds going as a 34th back off the board, 120 overall. I like it because you're getting exposure to a probably good offense, a guy who's going to catch a lot of passes, and he was paid the bread. So he's going to get the first crack. Um, Poles, I see you. All right. But I'm going to say one thing, though. Raheem Mostert, Mike McDaniel. Mm-hmm. They worked together before. True. This guy still can run faster than anybody. Mostly on the training table. So I don't think – yeah, I know. It's unfortunate. <laughs> but, like, if he is going to be on the field, I kind of think I would invest. I, I think right where he's going is fine. Like, he's going 43rd off the board, 156. You're looking at a bunch of, honestly, just backups, uh, guys that you can count on if someone gets hurt. Call I think minutes. he. I think he might be more than that compared to the other guys here. Like, I'll give you some examples, all right? Michael Carter, Naeem Hines, J.D. McKissick, like that group, okay? I feel like Raheem Mostert is definitely the best value out of that grouping because I think he'll actually get playing time. I think he's going to be involved in the offense. But he's got to be on the field. That's it. I agree. But I would would lean towards Chase Edmonds. So out of the two, with two ADPs, I just said, still go Edmonds right there? Yeah, because, like you know, like I said, like I, I can't really 30 depend pick difference. on – Yeah, I can't depend on Raheem Moster. I, I'd rather just go with Chase Edmonds. I, I think, you know, just, just the health thing. I think he's capable, to be honest. Yeah. Yeah, I love Raheem Moster, but like I oh, said – Oh, no, I meant Edmonds. Yeah, Sorry. no, I, I think he's capable too. I think oh, okay. he could be a top 
15 play, maybe. Maybe. And you know what it screams? If their offense can cook. Absolutely. It screams to me, committee, and they both help each other by keeping each other fresh, given how like diminutive they both are. They're both small guys. That's what it is. It's a committee. It's a committee. It's a commit. Committee. Yeah. <laughs> a committee. <laughs> yeah, a committee. <laughs> Shot out. <laughs> Write that down, Philly Phil. I am. Got a lot of title choices. All right, wide receiver. Tyreek Hill. This is where it gets interesting, guys. Tyreek Hill going eighth off the board at wide receiver. Overall, 18th off the board. Okay? 18th. So that's firmly in the second round. What do you think of that value right there? Interesting, right? It's a little. It it feels like it's uh, it's interesting, right? It's second, a little it's second a, round. Second round is where he's going right now. I don't hate it. It's just like I feel like Jalen Waddle is a better. I just feel like he's a better option. Like I feel like you can get because you can get Jalen Waddle for the value, right? Yes. The value, yeah. Like you can get Jalen Waddle maybe a round or two later, maybe even three, and you're gonna get you're gonna get. You know, the same production probably. Oh, actually, or, this is going to surprise all of us. Ready for this? Jalen Waddle is going as the 13th receiver. So five receivers later, 38th overall. Only 20 picks difference. Yeah, He's I'm, going 13th wide receiver. Actually, I don't really know then. At that point, I actually, I'll be honest I think I'd rather go with Hill. I'm with you. With those ADPs, which by the way, I'm stunned. Like I did not know that. Like when you were saying high. that, when you were saying what you just said, that's what I would have thought in my head. Yeah, I'd rather wait for for Waddle. Yeah, a round or two later, it just makes sense. But that right there is like, oh wow, I guess the fantasy community is really high on Jalen Waddle. But I mean, PPR, they both are going to catch a lot of passes. It's just right? he's not going to get the attention that Tyreek Hill is going to get. And he and last year, the way he was producing, he didn't. It didn't matter. Yeah, I mean, maybe they use him a little bit more vertically because he was a kind of a dump off guy, which it worked. Yeah, but he's yeah. definitely got more to that than than that, you know? All right. Do we think that Cedric Wilson could have late value? I'm going to say avoid. I'm just not even going to talk about it. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I'm not on him, but Cedric Wilson can play. Because they did pay him, you know? He Mike Gusecki, though, this is probably the most interesting dynamic here. Mike Gusecki going as the 10th tight end off the board. We all know he can catch a football. He's a hell of a pass catcher. He gets open. But he's on a contract year, franchise tag, by the way. 108 overall. He is literally going as the 10th tight end on the board. Do you think he could be a starting asset in fantasy this year? I had him last year, and he was absolutely terrible down the stretch. Um, I couldn't even – I mean, there was a couple of goose eggs, if I can remember. But he was terrible down the stretch. And now I'm reading a lot in camp that he's been blocking a lot more and stuff mm -hmm. like that. So, for me, I don't know if this style of offense – Fix him, maybe. I don't know. I think he's going to be more of a blocker this year, especially when you add Tyreek Hill and you've got Jalen Waddle and, and then you sign Cedric Wilson. Um, and then you got Chase Edmonds as well, who can catch passes. So, like, for me, I think he's going to be leaning towards more uh, blocking. Because the other dynamic is this. I'm avoiding. The other dynamic is it, we it saw how George Kittle was used in the same offense. And it, it makes you feel like, yeah, like they have to have a space for this guy. They're paying him a lot of money, even though it's for one year. But there's only so many targets to go around. We don't know how two is going to be. So I'm kind of leaning like fade, depending on where he goes. Like if he drops a little bit more, I, I think I would like it a little bit better. But if if it were me, like going 11th is Pat Fryermuth. 
I kind of feel like I'd rather have him right around that time period because I think he could lead the Steelers in receiving TDs. I don't know. And then I mean, Hunter the, Henry going right after that. Like, you know, for what it's worth, they might be counted on a little bit more than Mike Gusecki. He had 112 targets last year. I think that's going significantly, yeah. significantly down. Yeah. Great stat. And, I mean, the, like, if you look at his catches versus his targets, the catch rate is is, is so low. Yeah. It's insane. I think I think one game he had uh, 11 targets and zero catches. I and, couldn't believe it. And not for nothing, but you have to think of this, too, on, like, the subject that, uh, like you were saying, they – they're paying him a lot of money, even though it's for one year. They didn't give up all that shit to not feature Tyreek Hill. And, right. And Jalen Waddle is too talented to not also be to to be second fiddle. Like he has to be second fiddle to Tyreek Hill. And he so, will be. Yeah, yeah, he will. I'm not saying it like that. I just mean like the targets have to go down somewhere, and it's definitely it, it's going to be your tight end before it's your other dynamic first round wide receiver. Absolutely, I agree with you, hundred percent. All right, so there you have it, Mike Gusecki. We're we're fading. We know he's talented, though. Yeah. You know he's talented. All right. By the way, he's he's literally married to my cousin's in-laws. Interesting. Yeah, I didn't meet him. Tell him to come on P and I. You know, you know, I'm going to be dialing that that phone call. I'm going to scream at it. Dialing a number. I'm going to be calling my cousin soon. All right, Mike Gusecki. There you go. So there are your Dolphins fantasy outlook. And now I'm going to take us through some bets, guys. First, I got to start with Tua. Okay. 3,800 and a half passing yards. Over or under? Over. You got Tyree Kill. Because that, that dude, he, he changes your offense. I don't care what anybody says. You got to respect the speed. He's shifty. He's the fastest player in the NFL. He's very hard to guard. He's going to command a double team. And you got Jalen Wild on the other end. Like, I, I, I'm i going overs. I scream it. I've been screaming it. Tyreek down there somewhere. That didn't come out of nowhere. All you got to do is throw it up and let him run and catch it. My thought is this, guys. I'm thinking over because I think they're going to throw the football a lot given the stature of their running backs, and they're both pass catchers. He only had 388 pass attempts last year. Something's telling me that's going up a lot. Remember, though, that's in 12 starts. But I'm just saying, like, I, I got a feeling that's going to go up a lot. Five more games, too. I mean, assuming he stays healthy. So and I'll think, say this, too. I'll know, say this, too. And they're definitely going to be testing to it, too, because they want to know, if, if, exactly. this, if this, is this our guy I love moving they, forward? So, they for need me, to know. I think they're going to be throwing a lot. That's, that's, the, that's the biggest and maybe the only question mark on this team. And he has to be their quarterback because they have no picks. Yeah. Right. Yeah, well, we, we definitely talked about that. They, got, they, they yeah. screw themselves up, man. They lose that. They lose those picks, okay? These are premium picks in the draft. Like, how do you make trades without them? I agree. You don't. <laughs> and and you're kind of stuck with Tua. That was my first takeaway. You guys remember? Yeah. I don't think anyone. Was, stuck I don't with. think anybody was thinking of it that way. <laughs> I don't think anybody was thinking of it that way. Still the doorbell think, ring. Yeah, I heard the doorbell. Oh yeah, that means the heat waves here. We got we got pizza wings. It's we got wings. P and I celebration. Hell it's yeah. it's P and I at your front door. Actually, uh -huh. we're here, baby. What do you mean, baby? This is a hundred episodes. Yo, hand <laughs> the camera to fucking Palante real quick. Look at that. Go Thank ahead. You, P. See that balloons by my girlfriend Alyssa. Thank you, baby. I appreciate it. I love you, Miss Theories. That, man. That's that's real support. That's a hundred right there. She's for the she's for the brand. She's for the program. All right. Tua passing touchdowns, twenty four and a half over. 
I think over two. Over. Like he'll probably have twenty five because he's going to get ten yard out routes that turn into seventy five yard touchdowns. Maybe. Sixteen touchdowns last year. Like I said, twelve starts, three hundred eighty eight attempts. That screams over on that pace. Yep, I agree. Oh, all right. So Tua, there's Tua. We already told you about the running backs. I don't think we want to talk about bets with these guys, though. Nah. Um, Tyreek Hill. All right. Interesting here. Receiving yards over under a thousand twenty five and a half. Over. I feel like that's, that's an a, over too. That's, like, that's small. But it is. Pause. It is definitely small. Pause. Um, and it depends on where you're betting. That's the consensus. One thousand twenty five and a half. There's some sites that have them at nine ninety nine and a half. That's insane. I'm going over thousand and a half. I'm I'm thinking over two guys, like one thousand twenty five and a half. Well, look, I'll say this. I, I, it, it seems so obvious and so easy, but you gotta remember those those casinos are built off something. They're built off people's money. So like, let's you, you're let's right. Not get it twisted here. You know what I mean? So they know what they're talking about. But like for me, then it's worth to take the overs. I don't, I don't even want to stress about being under. You're right. I know they're stressed about being the overs. The reason being, Nick, is because I think everybody and Vegas are worried about Tua. Period. No, he has got to be not it. Played like shit last yeah, year. Like yeah. he, no, he, he had some good games. That. He yeah. was he was getting better. Like he was that's all you want to see is you want to see improvement from the guy. They were he zero did and that. six, and what they went eight and six. Like he did win eight straight games. That's he, not easy. He was to part do. of the turnaround. Goffar says under. Under. Interesting. Serious. There you go. Under. Steven wow. under. All right. Fuck. Touchdowns, though. Interesting. Tyreek Hill is set at seven and a half consensus. Eight and a half by some. Over. I feel like that's an over, too. Yeah, what's, honestly. Going on, what's going on with these numbers? They're just Why are they so low? Very pre- skeptical. Like premier players. I don't understand it. A lot of mouths to you feed. You said seven and a half. He's got the same over under as Gabe Davis. <laughs> hey, hey. You heard it here. If he's being drafted <laughs> as the eighth wide receiver and he's got the same over under as Gabe Davis, and what we're talking about, a lot of mouths to feed, a lot of skepticism of Tua. It's got to be that, you know. What what else would it be? I'm just saying. <laughs> I mean, he had nine TDs last year, so I mean that's close. That's definitely close. This is in the Kansas City offense. Just saying that that is interesting. Makes me a little nervous about it, but I still say the over, right? All right, Jalen Waddle, guys, and then we're moving on to the Jets, and that's how we close it out tonight. Okay, you here? I'm here. <laughs> no, I'm here, baby. Just making sure. All right, Jalen Waddle. All right, he's at five and a half TDs and nine twenty-five and a half receiving yards. Sorry, bro. I'm saying over on both. Like they're gonna score. They're a good offense. I would, I would, I would lean. If I was going to take under on one, it would be the touchdowns. I'm not going that way. I'm the opposite. If I'm going to go under on one, it's going to be the yards. Me I'm too. I'm going to take the over and the touchdowns. That's exactly what I was thinking because yeah. I just don't trust Tua enough to think they're going to support two thousand yard receivers. Right. Now, granted, I know that the line is nine twenty five and a half. But when you say over, you're like, okay, he's going to be a thousand yard receiver. Yeah, that's I how I view that. it. Yep, I'm with you. I, I just, I think he's capable. I think he'll be very efficient. And we'll probably fall just short. That's where I'm leaning. Okay. Appreciate it, Deets. We see you out there. All right. Welcome back. David. He's saying over with Tyreek Hill. Over 1K yards and TDs. So there you have it. All right. Miami Dolphins. Philly Phil. Change it up one last time to the New York Jets. 
Oh, Christ. <laughs> they were interesting. All right, Theories, take the show away. Yeah. We didn't even got to talk about them. No, but yeah. we do. We do, okay? We do. No, they got some stuff going. We do only because of this, guys. All right, plain and simple. They had an amazing offseason again. They had an amazing draft, and then their quarterback goes down. Like that we was, need, you, know you know what we need, Phil? We need a garbage truck. Yeah. Um, like a flip. sound effect. Like yeah, a, sound effect. Like a backup sound, and, yeah, then, yeah, and yeah. then the backup garbage sound. truck. Yeah, exactly. That's it, exactly what we need for the Jets. They are fucking dog shit. It just, ass, it's bro. just a shame because they were like <clears throat> similar to how people are talking about the Jags. <laughs> this is a team that could have surprised, and maybe they still do. Like maybe <laughs> just, yeah. I, it's hard for me to talk when. <laughs> They, they were shitting in, uh, off the walls. In <laughs> July, I think like Zach Wilson have received more MVP bets than like Patrick Mahomes. And I don't John understand Allen, the love. Like I don't that. get it. Can me somebody neither. explain this to me? Like I, I don't understand I where the love for Zach Wilson is. I, I think what you saw is what you got. I mean, I, I don't get it. He only had a few good games, if that, and that's that's asking a lot. Um, I'll tell everybody what they did though. Well, first of all, they went four and thirteen, so that's garbage. All right. Thank you. <laughs> Appropriate. Thank you. Zach Wilson is out two to four weeks, and he's likely out week one. Oh, he's not likely. He is out week one. Joe Flacco starting against the Ravens. God, you could do it again, Phil. Your franchise quarterback <laughs> is down to start the season. Shout out, E. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so the line for them is five and a half wins, which was looking interesting for a minute. Ah. <sighs> Do you want me to go through the rest? Yeah, I kind of have to. Okay, guys, here's their offseason. Ready? They signed Lakin Tomlinson, stud guard, 49er, big money. All right? DJ Reed, a corner, big money. CJ Uzoma and Tyler Conklin, tight ends, big money for both of them. There's free agency, okay? Draft, though, that's where it was. They killed it in the draft. I have to give them credit. Sauce. I have to, okay? Sauce Gardner at four. Then you get Garrett Wilson, who most think was the best receiver in the class. There's Drake London. There's Garrett Wilson at 10. Olave. Okay. D-R-A. Jermaine Johnson. Olave. Jermaine Johnson. Remember this during the draft? I was freaking out to you guys. I'm like, how far is he going to drop? Trade back in and get him too. He drops all the way to 26th. He was supposed to go top 10 possibly. They get him 26th. They ace the first round. They get Brees Hall a pick 36. Best running back in the class. His measurables are through the roof, like one of the greatest as far as physical profile that we've ever seen. He graded out at the very top with some of the best so physical he, profile. So why like did he go 36? Running backs. What does that matter? I'm just telling Ezekiel you. Elliott I'm here just doing my job, brother. That's I'm, it. No, no, no. I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm just saying. Like if he was such a, if he was such a beast, then he would go first round. Right. He well, went, I mean, he Nicobe went Dean four picks later, and Nicobe Dean's highly rated. Yeah, I mean, he, he went four I picks later, and, and I get it. Nobody was really expecting a first rounder, uh, first round running back this year. If there was going to be one, it would have been him. They're a dying breed. It's all it just doesn't make sense. They're a diamond doesn't. Yeah. It doesn't make sense to to draft a running back no. in the first round. No, I don't. But he was. I mean, this is this guy profiles to be very good. Is my point. Okay, you get Carl Lawson back from injury. And, I mean, look, so there you have it. That, that's a pretty good offseason. And then I said this. I actually wrote this in my notes. I have to say this because this is the question for you guys. First question with the Jets. Zach Wilson, when he returns, does he prove he's the franchise quarterback, not just a MILF hunter? 
That's what I said in my notes. I know. Do you I'm see it? it? Yeah, I'm reading it right now. Does he prove that he's the franchise quarterback? Look, That's the question of the season for the team. I'm going to go out on a limb here, and I'm going to say he does show enough. Because he, ha- I think he has an offense with a lot of young talent. I think Elijah Moore is a fucking stud. There you go. I had him in fantasy last year, and he was awesome. And I think that with Garrett Wilson, Brees Hall, like they do have talent on that offense. Braxton Berrios is pretty good. I think he's sur- – and the offensive line got better. I think he's surrounded with enough talent to win. But Robert Saley also, too, is there is question marks. We need to see more from him. Um, Elijah Moore, I wanted to say this when you said that. There was a stretch last year, fantasy and real life. Yeah, bro. I, I, Six-week stretch where he was literally a top-seven receiver. I picked him up, dude. Statistically. He, was, he was outstanding. I picked up him and Kadarius Tony last year. All right, Theories, what are you thinking about Zach Wilson being the franchise quarterback for the Jets? I don't think he has this year just to prove it. I think he's also got next year, too, because they don't have anybody else in that roster. You got Joe Flacco, who's your successor. So he's going to have two-year window to prove he has a, he's a franchise quarterback, and he's going to have weapons around him. So he can be really good. But I, I just this year, I think he's going to be decent. I think he's going to show enough to where, that you know, year three is going to be even, you know, bigger promise. But I think he's got a two-year window, so I, w- I won't just count him out yet just, just for this year in terms of proving it. I like that answer. I do because I do think that he, he has a little bit more time, okay? Mm-hmm. The Jets haven't had a franchise quarterback. Listen, this is the best quarterback in their franchise. Are you ready Wait, for this? I don't think that they – I don't think that this is his only year. No. No, some no, people, Some people it. are saying that. that. Oh, no, I don't think this is make or break. I don't angle. either. Okay. I don't either, but I am going to say this, though. Their last franchise quarterback, the best quarterback in franchise history, was Chad Pennington. By the way, underrated guy. Mm-hmm. But that was their best quarterback in franchise history. Jimmy DeSantis. They are they are invested in this the kid Sanchez. being the answer because they've been looking no for cap. it since Joe Namath. Jimmy DeSantis. The Sanchez. <laughs> two two AFC championship games. But just saying, they've been looking for that guy since Joe Namath. Do you know what he played? Come on, family. <laughs> Talk, King. Talk, Go King. On, freak. Go off, sis. sis. I'll, I'll raise my own mic. No, easy there, pal. Go off, come sis. On, come on, come on, man. Yeah, come it's on, now. kids. Come on now. This is Mikey P. Yeah, we're talking crazy. about. Come on, family. Wow, that's major shade. All right, I love you. All right, moving on because that was the only main question with the Jets. We wait. We didn't even answer over under. Over under five and a half wins, guys. And here I'll give you one thing first. Pauls give you one thing here though oh my god <laughs> i'm screaming under ready for this they are the eighth hardest schedule in the nfl without zach wilson for two to four weeks which i don't i don't know if that matters too much but i'm just saying eighth hardest schedule and they lost continuity i'm saying under now their schedule is brutal i'm saying under they'll probably win five games oh, they have the man. talent to win more but that's asking for everything to go right. This is the Jets. It's the Jets franchise. I will say over. I will say over. Six wins? I think Seven? they could beat the Browns. I think they could take the Dolphins once. I think they could take the Steelers. The Bears stink. The Jags, I think they're going to be improved. But, you know, the Seahawks. We can say this. They're going to be right on the damn fringe of that five and a half. Yeah, I got, I got, I, I think it's under. I think they're getting five. Exactly. Like, I'm, I'm leaning. <laughs> I'm leaning. <laughs> a reasonable five. <laughs> average. Average, right? Exactly. So maybe we see some signs. It works. 
All right, fantasy-wise, and this is it, guys. I mean, because I don't think I, I don't think we want to touch them betting-wise, do we? Do we want to touch on them? Yeah, hell yeah. Maybe, Bree, maybe Brees Hall, maybe oh. the receivers. Okay. Zach Wilson, investable in fantasy. No. Nah, I'll pass. So there you go with that. I'm saying pass to fade. But keep an eye, though. Keep an eye. Fade. Fade it. All right. Brees Hall or Michael Carter? Because this is actually a question that some people are asking. Who's going to start? Give me Brees. He was drafted in the second round for a reason. And Michael Michael Carter didn't do anything last yeah. year. Michael Carter is the definition of mids. Yeah, he sticks. If his that, hand. he don't have any orange hairs. They still got mid Ryan. Who? P Ryan. Horrible. Give me, give me, give me Brees Hall all day. <laughs> give me the tree. <laughs> mid Ryan is crazy. <laughs> That's up there with mid. I knew Cox. exactly who you were talking about too. That's the worst part. Facts, bro. Give me Brees. <laughs> oh my god! All right, yeah, Brees Hall, and actually, I like him a lot. Like, um, here I'll tell you where he's going. <laughs> he got good there. <laughs> Brees Hall is going as a twenty-first running back, fifty-first overall. I actually like him a lot in that spot. Bye, bye, bye. I like him a lot. Bye, bye, bye. <laughs> <laughs> I had to. It was just mid ride. <laughs> Still losing it over there. All right. So, Brees Hall, invest in fantasy. Um, yeah, no doubt. Uh, you know what? I'm going to combine the betting into this, okay? Brees Hall's over on our rushing yards, 800 and a half. I'm saying over. Over. I saw something interesting. He's being drafted ahead of uh, Damian Harris. I would do that, too. What's going on? In fantasy. What's going on here? What's what's up with that? I mean, Damian Harris was eighth. He had the eighth highest total in fantasy points, man. What are we talking about, bro? Then we're going to talk about a second-round rookie to come in here and start lighting the league up? Get the fuck out of here, man. Look, volume and talent matter, and he's got both. I think 800 and a half? I'm Damian taking Harris the over. The, he gets that That's volume, low. too. 800's low. 800 and a half. I'm yeah. going over. I'll I'm still waiting. Under, cuz. It's the Ooh. Jets. What are we talking about? It's the goddamn Jets. They want to be any good. They and they got Michael Carter. Deliver. You think he's a, you think he's not going to get any burn? Of he's course buns. he's going to get burned. I know he's buns, but Brees Hall is a rookie. Here's the kind of burn he's getting. He's getting maybe 20% share. Yeah, do you burn? At best. Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Um, rushing touchdowns about? for Brees Hall, five and a half. I'm saying over there. Again, <laughs> if there's a, run, a rookie running back, this is the guy right here. Five and a half. That's an easy over for me. I'll go Oves. I think he's going to produce. I think he's going to play well. Me too. I'm sorry. I just totally missed that. I was typing in something. Five and a half TDs rushing over under. For a Brees? Brees Hall. Uh, I mean, five, five and a half is so low. I'll, I'll go over. There you go. All right. Now back to fantasy. Elijah Moore. I mean, well, first of all, Elijah Moore, Garrett Wilson. Who do you like better in fantasy? Elijah Moore. Elijah Moore. Proven commodity. Yeah. He's, he is, he's he good. is he's damn him. good. He's I, I like him a lot. He's very good. Him he, he he kind of reminds me of like AJ Brown, to a degree. Well, because they're friends. No, they're, not even. Otherwise, not, not like even, not he's, even. He's very tiny. I don't know, man. Oh. I, I I I think he's tough. I actually think he'll, oh, he'll, he'll go across the middle. I think he makes acrobatic catches. I think he makes a difference for the Jets. So like I I, I see I see some similarities there in, in terms of that. Because here's the thing, forty three and forty four. They're going back to back in fantasy. They're going literally one pick apart overall, 114, 115. Garrett Wilson's the guy going first. 
Eileen Elijah Moore, I think. Yeah. Just for the fact that he's he's got some continuity with Zach Wilson. I like both of them, though. I think I would take both of them there. I like them both. I agree with you. No, I mean, I, it, later again, round again. It's just like, do I really want to own a Jets wide receiver? I mean, they're they're really buns. For real, they're they're not supreme. Good. I mean, look, the numbers were there for him. That's that's the only thing we could say is when he was on the field and he got it together, he was a top seven receiver for a stretch. All right. Um, and I actually I'm going to bring up their their betting odds right now. Elijah Moore seven seventy five and a half over under. Over. I like the over too. Seven seventy five. I like the overs. And it's four he's four a and a half TDs. Over. Over. I'm I liking the over there too. Okay. He's heat. he's heat. He is. So I'll do Garrett Wilson, and then uh, we'll talk tight ends, and we're getting out of here. All right. Major. I'm starving. I know. Me, me too, too, man. I want a 10-piece. We've been potting class. now for literally two hours, essentially. That's what we do. Because we were on Discord Live and on the Playmaker stage if you missed us. And we're going to be back there again, okay? Playmaker stage, 7 o'clock on Thursdays, most likely. We'll keep you posted, though. That's where we were before this, all right? No promotion. It was fire. Right? No, we had a good time doing the Discord. That was a lot of fun. I can't wait to do awesome, it Awesome, man. Awesome. That's regular shit. And it was yeah. We pod. For, for you do, people we who here and we pod, we you, talk our shit. You know, this is our long form show. Obviously, going to be longer. That show, we were thirty five minutes. We still gave you very similar content: betting, fantasy. We gave you division picks. We gave you win totals. We gave you everything. We covered the whole AFC West in thirty five hours or a foul in thirty five minutes. And we'll give you the hook. Yeah, I got the hook. Screen <laughs> here. Is this mic on? Yeah. <laughs> All right. So Garrett Wilson, guys, this is actually kind of crazy. Receiving touchdowns, three and a half over under. I'm gonna say over just because that's so low. Yeah, over. I mean, you can get you get lucky and get two. <laughs> he could get that in one week. Yeah, yeah. with his talent. Uh, receiving yards, seven forty nine and a half. I'm leaning over. I think that they both like. I don't know if they have a thousand yard receiver here, but I like both of them over their receiving yard. Titles. I'll say undies on him. Like, so wait, hold on. He his seven forty nine and a half receiving but, yards. But his over under touchdowns were two and a half. Three and a half. Three and a half. I see. I don't, I don't understand that. I'm going to go under in the yards. Yeah, I mean, if anything, that will be the one that goes under. Mm -hmm. I think. So, all right, tight ends. Can you invest in CJ Uzoma or Tyler Conklin at tight end in fantasy? I say fade. Big fade. I don't want anything to do with that. And they paid both of them too. Like. Yeah, no, nah, I don't. That's want, a lot of money. I want nothing to do with that. I'm good so, on that. And CJ Uzuma can't stay on the field. Like he started to play a little bit last year, but Conklin, up and down like buns. You know. All right, there you have it, Philly Phil. You know what to do. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that was episode 100 of PNI. We can't thank you enough. As always, because we wouldn't be here without you. All right. We're here to provide, though. We got the best content in the game. I'm certain of it. Okay. You're going to want to tune in next week again, Tuesday, 8 p.m. We got more division previews. All right. We will let you know who it's going to be. All right. Otherwise, this show, Psychotic and Iconic Sports Podcast, powered by Playmaker, was brought to you by Prize Picks Daily fantasy made easy also we were live at propshq.com the props network also powered by playmaker be sure to go over there and subscribe what are you waiting for okay last but not least you know what this is
What is it? Fantastic fabric. Uh -huh. Get yours today. Place Get it today. Now. Black and gray, short sleeve tees, tanks, long sleeve, hoodies, customizable mugs. They're white with our logo and your name. We got all that here at PI. DM us for pricing and details. We're going to make another order soon. Okay. Thanks again. That's all I can say. Thank you so much. Nick Theories, do your thing. We got to eat, man. Man, 100 episodes, man. Thank you guys for rocking out with us for 100 episodes. That's a milestone. We appreciate all the love, support, and the comments you have guys have provided us over the year and a half or whatever it is. Um, we appreciate all that. If you guys haven't done so already, uh, please don't forget to like, subscribe, and hit the notification bell on YouTube. We are also available on PropsHQ.com, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeart, Megaphone, Stitcher, and all that other shit. Also, follow us on Facebook, Twitter, TikTok, and Instagram, and we will see you guys next week at P&I, baby.